What up, everybody? It's Tommy Runs, and this is the Run, Eat, Sleep show with Tommy Runs. Um, today's guest actually suggested that I throw the with Tommy Runs on there, um, on the name. So not just in me saying it, but like in the name of the podcast, so it's a little easier to find for people. Um, so we're going to do that. But today's guest, let's I'll give you some hints. Okay, so today's guest is, let me see what I can start with here. Um, she's a non, she's one of the non-members only podcast co-host she is a she um because i keep saying that already uh she's one of officially the usatf hype woman you may know now if you don't know she's also labeled herself the pro struggle runner you know now um she also does like shorts running shorts reviews like three four times a year that people love you know now she's also i'm mrs space cadet on instagram and TikTok. If you don't know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about Aaron Azar. She was on the show today and had a really great conversation. I super enjoyed it. Like, it was fun. We talked about everything. Um, it's probably a little different, maybe, than some of her other podcasts she's been on. Um, but I'll, I'll let you be, the, be the, the judge of that. So, check out the episode. Thank you so much for watching. Make sure you follow her on Instagram. I mean, everyone already does. So if you don't, then you should just do it too. It's I'm Mrs. Space Cadet on Instagram and TikTok. Might as well go ahead and do that. Enjoy her content. She's got funny stuff, real stuff. And funny stuff is real stuff and real stuff is funny. So she's got that right down the middle there. Tap into like any of like world championships and other things like that for track and field. You'll see her on the field talking to elite athletes. Um, this conversation ranged from like daily habits and routines to imposter syndrome to like how to grow my Instagram. So this was everywhere. This was amazing. I had a really great time. A lot of good laughs. Hopefully you enjoy it too. Enjoy your run. If you're out there running, enjoy the run. Be safe. You know, use like maybe shocks headphones because she's a, you know, she's a uh, ambassador for them as well. Um, you know, you can hear, it's like it goes through like the conductor bone thingy or whatever. And then like you can hear like of a dog or a car or like a bike or like a other person or whatever, or trees falling or something. You can hear that while you're running. So be sure to like, be careful while you listen to this podcast. Enjoy, laugh. Don't laugh too loud because like I think if you're running down the street, jogging, running, sprinting, whatever, walking, and you just start laughing out loud, um... People could think things. I mean, I'm not saying you should care, but there's no point of having like all the people in your neighborhood think you're crazy if you're not, you know? So have fun. Enjoy this episode. Thanks so much, Aaron, for being on the show. Let's get into it. And I think now we are officially recording. Cool. And I'm cool. not I'm not taking that out of the episode, by the way. Good. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? I'm really good. Um, I am preparing for like seasonal depression time because it's okay. fall, but I, so far I'm hanging in there. Okay. How about you? okay. Um, man, you just reminded me of seasonal depression. So oh, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like this, this might be one of the darker first moments of the show, you know? So <laughs> I'm preparing for that too. Well, so that, I mean, that's a real thing though. It's like, so do you, do you do, like, do you do anything that, like, helps with seasonal depression? Like, because you feel like you seem like you have mm -hmm. some awareness around it. Like, yeah, I think the awareness around it helps because I can tell there's like little things 
um, it, it starts with like at nighttime, maybe I don't want to like do my whole like face washing thing and mm. I just want to go to bed or there's like little hints and I'm like, Oh, don't slide, you know, mm. keep your routine, get out for a run or walk or something, make mm. sure you're eating enough vegetables. Like these are all things specific to me. Like I'm sure everyone else has different ones. But if I like have to stay super diligent about like overall health or I will just slide into a downward spiral all winter until the first day of spring. Okay. Um, where do you live? Pennsylvania. Oh, yes. Yeah, long time. Yeah, You know, like even April, that's not spring. It's winter here. No, and it's and it's not the fun winter with snow. Well, I feel no, like we don't get snow ugly, anymore. In the, okay, so in Michigan, I mean, it's the same, pretty much the same weather-ish. Mm -hmm. um, it's like only pretty snow for like maybe like a month out of the six months that is winter. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and the rest of it's like this really like it, if Seattle were cold. Yes. You know, it was just rain, gray. like stuffy, gray, yeah. ugly snow that you don't eat. Right. You don't know, eat it, that. So, you know, they say don't eat yellow snow. Don't eat the brown stuff either. Or the gray. Or the gray. Yeah. <laughs> gray. Um, <laughs> gray. And that gray, we're going to spell with an E. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's, that's the sad a, gray. That's the sad gray. Um, no, but <laughs> so now, though, when you're like listing off the things that you, you know, that you're like aware of, like for, like, for seasons of depression, I haven't, like, it's a, all 12 months, I don't want to wash my face before bed. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I'm not sure, like, if I need to talk <laughs> to someone about that. Or, or is well, it? See, that's your constant, though. Like, so usually okay. I, I really enjoy washing my face before bed. It's part of, like, my sleep hygiene, I guess you would call it. Yeah. Like, what makes you start to get sleepy at night? I'm a, I'm a, I think I'm a dirty sleeper, though. Well, yeah, so you just you don't you don't have a no not hygiene as in clean. I mean <laughs> no, no, hygiene hygiene as in routine. Okay, so no, you don't okay. have a nighttime routine. You just go to sleep. Of course I do, Aaron. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> give me a few minutes while you're telling while you're talking about, it, and then I'll tell you what my routine is after I make it up. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just mean that I look forward to washing my face before bed. It starts to it's like a sleep cue to me and mm -hmm. so when I feel like not doing that that's a little signal like oh you're kind of like slipping here but mm -hmm. for you if you never really like washing your face before bed like that's not something you enjoy then I wouldn't say like that means you're depressed <laughs> it just, <laughs> you just means don't... I have a dirty face yeah just, you like to sleep with a dirty face and that's that's cool too <laughs> <laughs> um so okay so now i gotta like so okay yeah so my sleep routine right mm. i think <laughs> calling it a routine is is an overstatement for sure okay there's, you know it's 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 anything in my life really there's not much routine to it honestly yeah. like have you if you ever go on a run with me do come run around with me two days in a row guarantee that both things right before i do before the run are not the same you know right i can and relate to that and it depends on who's around. Like if there's somebody yeah. around that's like, and I got some time. Oh, my, my pre-run routine is like, it's elite, you know? 
And they're going to be like, wow, that guy really knows what he's doing. But then another uh-huh. time where it's like, I'll start running and I'll be like, this tightness in my hamstrings probably because I didn't stretch, you know? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like saying, you know, two days later, it's just saying it's I have no. I, I think that I could do better with routines in general. Yeah. And I feel like because of this conversation, I feel like I may jot some stuff down that I want to do. Yeah. Well, the thing about routines is they're hard to start. Like, it's hard to make something a routine. Mm-hmm. But once it, once you do have the routine, I find it very like comforting and it's less things to think about because you're kind of just like your body is just going through it. You're not making so many decisions. So when you don't have a routine about something, you're making all these like micro decisions throughout the day. Like, oh, should I put my shoes on now or should I get my headphones or should I hydrate uh, before or all that stuff and then by the end of the day you're so tired because you made so many decisions and you have kids too so you you're like sometimes making decisions for them like that's a, a parenting man that like takes the decisions multiplied by a thousand because my kids are still little so it's how like are you, how are your kids they're nine six and four nine six four okay yeah, so the four-year-old, like, she'll still need help picking clothes for school or packing the lunch. Packing yeah. a lunch, that's five decisions right there. Man, um, so my kids are 13 and 16. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I still make decisions for them all the time, but, mm-hmm. like, not that, not that I want to. It's just, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, I'd rather not, you know? And I was just telling somebody on the phone the other day, like, um, they were like, yeah, with little kids, it's so much different. I was like, yeah, my kids, like if I left them for five days, like I just walked out the house, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like they'd be alive when I got back. I mean, <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like if they, if they would have ate well or take showers all the time. Right. I'm not sure. That's, but they, I think they'd still be living, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Correct. I think that's most important. So I think, um, but I think I like that though, because honestly, like I was kind of like joking, kind of laughing while you were like talking about the the small the small decisions all day mm-hmm. it, it, anxiety inducing though like to the, like yeah. to go through every day all day just making all these little decisions so by the time someone like a kid asks you a question right. at like 7 p.m that you feel like they should know the answer to it's like i don't know what to do with you yeah i can't even tell you yeah like um and and the thing is too you're you're pretty like high up in the company that you work for as well. So you're doing this run thing. You're doing the podcast, you're doing Instagram, you're doing runs, you're a dad, and you also have kind of high level decisions and you're on important calls. So someone like you would really benefit Man. from like little routines to are not. You in are you in sales? <laughs> like I'm whatever you're about to sell. I'm, I'm, whatever. I, I should. I should. um no i i I appreciate that like because i mean okay so i have this thing where i'm not necessarily good at and i feel like you might be kind of like this too like Mm -hmm. i have a hard time like realizing that that i have a lot going on yes it feels like i do but then Mm -hmm. like it's i have the like self self deprecating thing where it's like oh i'm not you know know, yeah yeah um so like to hear you say like yeah this is what you, here's what it looks like you you have to do mm-hmm. and you're pretty spot on so it's like whoa okay well maybe if I was to know for sure that when I wake up that I'm gonna brush my teeth mm-hmm. that's one decision 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to make, you know? Um, yeah. And no, I mean, and I think that like, I think that life could be a little easier if like, I had more routines. I, yeah. I've always been a person like growing up and even like into my early thirties, I was like, I hate routine. I like to be spontaneous. I don't want to plan things. Mm-hmm. Um, but my life was so chaotic and it still is. That's the thing. Like my life is not together, obviously from what you see on my videos, but I do have certain routines throughout the day that are, are very predictable that do give me like comfort. And uh, like I said, like less micro decisions. Okay. So I'm, I, I promise that I will, that I'm going to work on some routines um, yeah. because it sounds difficult, you know, and it's not like mm-hmm. you said, like creating routines is tough, but then I guess like if you're listening to this podcast and for the, the big chance you're probably a runner maybe, or some type of fitness person, mm-hmm. we yeah. like go towards doing the difficult thing typically anyway, which is like running, walking, jogging, lifting, whatever. True. Right? So I'm going to take this challenge and say like, don't run from something that may be a little uncomfortable, a little challenging. It may take some like consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to try to start some routines. Like, and I get and you seem to be really good at them. Um, where should I start? Like, should I start with like a nighttime routine or like a morning routine? Like, is there like a, do you feel like there's an easier way Mm -hmm. to go about starting a routine? Yeah. Well, I think that my nighttime routine just came out of a place of, I was having trouble falling asleep. So everything I read was like, you need a nighttime routine. So I don't think that's like uh, as important for everybody to like make your day easier. If you Mm want to make your day easier, I would start for sure with like uh, a morning routine that which sometimes does involve a nighttime routine in terms of like setting yourself up for the next day. Yeah. Um, okay. So if you're someone that like wakes up and you feel completely scatterbrained because you don't know where your shoes are and your keys and all that stuff and you're starting your day like completely, it, your anxiety goes up and then you start to feel scatterbrained. So if you like do the night before, put your shoes where they need to be by the door and your keys, like I had to get this key thing where right when I walk in the door, I hang them on a hook. Yeah. So I'm not walking around the house, putting them somewhere. Um, little things like that um, can make a big difference in the morning when yeah. you're usually like trying to hit the ground running. Yeah, man. That's some advice right there. Yeah. No, I'm, like, I'm like serious because like I guess because if you go because I think we if we all had the we're really good at like pointing out like our pain points, you know. Mm-hmm. So like if you were to go through like a day and then like remember like the the five things that really like just threw you off or like wasn't it were an issue or something, you know, cause anxiety. I, I would assume that there's probably a routine or something that you could do on the other side of that that would prevent that, which is like yeah, yeah. in the yeah. morning. Like, I, you know, I don't have, you know, like whatever the list is. Like, I can't find my keys. Yesterday, I, I had to go all the way downstairs to get the shoes. When I went, when I got to the door, I was ready to go. I had to go back, mm-hmm. put the shoes at the door the night before. That's like, that's a decent routine, you know? Yeah. Um, also, like deciding, you know, breakfast is a decision. That's tough to make in the morning. Yeah. Sometimes Anything uh, yeah. is hard in the morning. Like everything's difficult because everyone yeah. needs something from you. You're, you probably have like five 
things that are number one priority that have to be done immediately. And so that's like the last time of, you don't want to be making decisions at that time of day. No. <laughs> so like, um, I forgot what I was going to say, but like, it's, I'm like really into this. I mean, like we may never talk about you at all. Just other than hey, I'm cool with that. I'm sick of talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, no, because I I just want because like I think that I'm like really big into like control what you can control, and and I now that I'm saying that now, like I haven't been, you know, mm, like yeah. I, like the little things we say like a lot of stuff like about you know one day at a time and all the you know control what yeah. you control. And then you're not, I'm not doing it. Like I'm, I'm like literally wake up in the morning and, and that's why like, you know, breakfast is, can be weird. It's cause it's like, mm-hmm. I didn't have anything prepared or I didn't have, you know, the bowl clean or like the coffee thing clean. And then you just added time that you don't necessarily have yeah. to do all this stuff. And then you sit down at your computer or you get in the car and you're already rushed, rushed and flustered. So like for me, I think tonight, I'm going to wash my face. Well, no, no. (laughs) Don't wash your face. (laughs) Here's the order. Here's the order. I'm going to, I'm going to clean my, cause I I do a French press for coffee. I'm going to clean the French press because every morning I have to clean it. Every single morning. I'm going to clean that. Let it dry out. I'm going to have, make sure I have a bowl clean with a little spoon in it. Mm -hmm. So I can make my oatmeal and stuff. Right. Yeah. And then go upstairs. My bedroom and bathroom upstairs. Going upstairs, I'm gonna wash my face mm-hmm. and, I'm get in, and I'm gonna try to get in the bed. Yeah, I think I and and keeping it simple in the beginning is important too. At mm-hmm. once you build that routine, then you can add little things on top of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like I mean, like it's like it's like your like your first time, like you having like ice cream, you know, when you're a kid, you don't like. I mean, unless you're a crazy person, you don't go for like the ice cream sundae first, you know, first try. Right. Unless your parents are maniacs, you know, they yeah. give you like a little scoop of something normal, like vanilla or chocolate. Vanilla, you know, like yeah, that. yeah. Yeah, they're not throwing like, <laughs> like caramel syrup. <laughs> yeah, rocky, like Rocky Road at you, like the first right. time you ever had it, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's let's just get the vanilla ice cream done today. Yes. And then later on in life, next time, you know, by the time I see you again out in the world. Yeah, I want an like, update. Yo, yo, I'm have like Rocky Road mornings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think this is great. Do you, do you, are you, uh, what's up with the phone, cell phone? Do you like, do you not touch your cell phone for like a certain amount of time or whatever in the mornings? But yeah, I do not look at, uh, I do not look at my phone in the morning for probably, I would say at least an hour. And when I do look at it, it's because one of the kids needs to know like what, uh, clothes to wear. So I look at the weather, but there is, there is no TikTok, no Instagram, no YouTube, Twitter, nothing. Because when you look at that first thing, um, like we're not, we're not meant to have that type of stimuli, like, uh, all that information you Mm -hmm. can like, you can be on Instagram for like five seconds and be in five different parts of the world with like, 20 different people and all this information coming at you like that's so overwhelming and you don't want that to kind of like define your day if you see something that makes you feel either bad about yourself or bad about the world Mm -hmm. yeah I think we underestimate the impact that that can have so like my challenge would be um just try that and see 
how much better the start to your day is. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I can, I think that like when you say like five, you'd be five different people, five different places in the world, and also five different emotions, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause the way that it's curated is like, you're, you're typically not getting the same thing as you scroll over, over, over. It's mm-hmm. like kind of bounces around. So like you could have, you know, you can say something, say something funny one second and kind of scroll through that. Next thing you know, you're into something that may be a little more serious, a little sad, oh, whatever. Yeah. And, and like, like one, yeah, go ahead. No. And it's just like, you, you, we don't think, I mean, we don't think about it that much. And, um, and then as a creator, are you getting that little weird bag where it's like, Oh, it's kind of like work. Just checking, you know, see what, see oh, what happens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I talk myself into that, but I'm like, you know, how, why, then why am I not on my own profile? You know, like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, like, don't even check email. I mean, one email could send you into like a fight or flight response and you're, you're stressed and then you're flustered. Oh, what's the yeah. point? You can't get to the email right then. So why look at it? Just wait till yeah. you're ready and you're sitting yeah. ready for work. I'm delusional though. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'll tell myself, like, you weren't supposed to laugh at that part. Um, I was you know I'll tell myself though like that like some of my most creative times are like you know in the morning in the bed or whatever but I mean and it could be true possibly but that means what I have to maybe what I need to do is like do something before that and then purposely come back to the creative space maybe you know like maybe go to sleep earlier wake up earlier do a routine and then maybe get back in the comfort maybe I don't know no, that's not a good idea. Oh, sorry. You froze for a second. Oh. I I was going to say maybe if you're feeling creative, that could be just like have a journal or something near you and just jot those ideas down while you're going throughout your routine. If you get that yeah. phone out, you're going to end up on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I got a few things to work on. Number yeah. one, I got to go buy a journal. Uh, number two, because I would be like, I'll just put it in my in my notes on my and phone. your notes app. Trust me, I fall into that trap all the time. Yeah, that's it's like one click away. Yeah, from the yep. from the gram. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we got that out of the way, and yeah. I feel like this is probably. I mean, this might have been the most helpful twenty minutes of this podcast <laughs> in this podcast history. You know, I hope so. Other than like one of the pro runners saying that you know they also want to quit the quit the race at 23 miles anyway you know and that felt that felt good to hear you know yeah that is helpful man you've been around a lot of like elites right it, that's something that i still can't really wrap my head around but i just kind of i feel like at this point in my life i've just been rolling with things and not questioning them because mm-hmm. i have major imposter syndrome and mm-hmm. that can get in the way of a lot of things that good things in life if you feel like you don't deserve something or you're not this and that you can like sabotage yourself and prevent good things from happening mm-hmm. so yeah. i just go with it <laughs> yeah no i i have i definitely have imposter syndrome as well um and well the one of the things that like that i started to try to practice is to not even if i don't feel like i belong somewhere um or I mean, over my head or whatever, don't speak in like a manner that like that suggests that, mm-hmm. you know, because we, we we say a lot of stuff like just in passing or someone will tell you like, you know, you, you, you'll come into like a new, like say you, you know, walk up to USATF the first day, you know, whatever. And you just start saying things that 
remind people or give them an energy that you aren't supposed to be there, you know, because most people don't care as long as you show up and do your thing and you're a good person and you're, even Mm -hmm. if they know you're inexperienced in this area, if you're like, Hey, you know, we're here, let's do this thing, you know? Yes. Other than like, I have no idea why they got me here, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Then you start like, you start stepping back. And I think people, people sense that energy and Mm -hmm. people that would love to give you more opportunity probably would rather not because like, I don't know if they're really all in, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's a really solid point. And I think it took me a little while to get there. Like the first time I interviewed USATF athletes, it was, I was very much like that because I was so like, why I didn't even understand like how it all came about and it happened so fast that then I was like in the position and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't even, some of the people I didn't know who they were yet. Like, cause I was so new in the space. Um, and, but after that, like, especially after watching myself in the videos, cause it's, mm-hmm. you have to painstakingly watch yourself to edit them as you know. Um, yeah. and it's very uncomfortable, <laughs> but, um, after it's like a good way to self-reflect because, yeah. You know, if you black out during an interview, <laughs> which I do typically, I have no, like, I don't remember what I say. The first time that happened was on the Today Show. And I walked off and everyone was like, you did so good. And I'm like, did I? Because I don't remember what happened. I don't remember what I said. Like, it was very weird. And that happens to me a lot. So um, I yeah, end up watching it. In the zone, you know? Yeah, I end up just watching it in the video. So did you, when you watched the Today Show back, did you go like, oh, wow, yeah, I crushed that? Um, I wouldn't say I crushed it, but I was like, wow, you just ran the New York City Marathon the night before, mm-hmm. and you woke up at 4 a.m. to do this. You're in a very uncomfortable spot. You're wearing makeup, which is uncomfortable in itself, and you didn't, like, freeze on camera. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I so I was like... I did a good job surviving and, and it didn't seem like I was nervous. So I feel like that was good. <laughs> That's good. And I think, so the nervous thing, I think, I mean, unless you're really nervous and it's like in your voice is quivering. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times I think we, we think we sound way worse than we really yeah, do. Yeah. That's know? so true. Yeah. Cause we're like, we hear, you know, and then, <laughs> yeah. and then it's like, and then when you listen back, it's like calm and you're like, Oh wow, that was different. So um, you're you're speaking at the running event this year. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Do you, are you comfortable up there? Actually, no, you don't have to say that. Don't let people know your secrets if you're not. Just say yes. Well, no, I mean, I don't really have too many secrets, just the okay. really dark ones. Really dark ones. Yeah, I keep oh, those. Oh, yeah, we, we can um, talk about that too. Let's <laughs> <laughs> change the name of the show really quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was thinking about changing the name of the show. Really? Um, yeah, I should, but. I mean, yeah, I think McKee. Although I do think you should have your name in the title. See? Yeah. See? Like Run, Eat, Sleep with Tommy Runs. Oh. Or something. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, when I first started following you, um, uh-huh. I would see that you had a podcast, and I would search Tommy Runs on Spotify. Mm. Um, but But the things that would come up were when you were on other podcasts. Mm. Yeah. Wow. You will number like so that was a great pointer. I'm gonna do that. 
number two, <laughs> but the fact that you like searched me on, on on Spotify made me feel so great. Thank you so much. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. I I like get fascinated with people sometimes, mm-hmm. and I saw like v- your in your bio. I think it says like vegan, sober. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sober I'm like obsessed with sober people. Like ever yeah, since I stopped too. drinking, I'm like seeking how long, them out. How long? How long um, I stopped drinking in January, I think, of this year, mm-hmm. mainly because I was having like bad stomach issues mm-hmm. and I had to cut out all of these foods. Like if I don't know if you've ever done an, an elimination diet, but mm-hmm. one of the things you cut out is alcohol. Um, and then like it feels like you can't eat anything, basically. And then you slowly add things in and then feel and then you figure out what those um, things were that was a uh, giving you like the health issues yeah. and yeah. um i just ended up like not adding alcohol back in because yeah. i started to feel really good i'm like wait a second was this like where my brain fog was coming from and um i mean i, I guess i still have brain fog but when you don't drink for you like the, you got the cool fog you got the cool like mm-hmm. you know um opening Space of a space. movie yeah opening of like a movie Fog, oh, you know, like dramatic, like I like that. Yeah, yeah. You got the fog that's like cinematic. I feel like you don't have the one that's like hazardous to drive in. Yeah. yeah. But so when I when I stopped drinking, I was really fascinated by like why do other people stop drinking? Because mm-hmm. one of the things is um I was kind of trying to find people like me who maybe didn't have to stop drinking because it was like ruining their life Mm -hmm. but um they stopped drinking because they realized like oh i could be better like Mm -hmm. i could feel better i could do better i could think better i could move Mm -hmm. better um and yeah so then i just became fascinated with like every reason people drink Mm -hmm. like from you know alcoholics and aa to people that were like oh i think this would be fun to take a break yeah. I just think it's so interesting because I love seeing that difference in people. Yeah. Whether you're no. really at your worst and you got better or you're yeah. just a little lower and you get better. It's so cool. Yeah. I think that, and I think it's cool. I think that's amazing that, uh, that there's people in the world that like are kind of like interested and fascinated in that just the different like lay- layers or levels of like sobriety in a sense. Yeah. Um, and I feel like through like, cause I started off more of a, um, you know, I, uh, it didn't like on paper, it wasn't like ruining my life, you know, yet, yeah. you know, but yeah, I was definitely, yeah. it was definitely like going that direction. And I feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, you know, it was like, yeah. Was I feel like, like everyone technically is on a trajectory, but some people goes faster. Yeah. 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 Uh, for sure. Like, unless it's checked, you know, like, unless you, mm-hmm. you know, you have to certain things just in life in general, you just have to check certain things here and there. Yeah. Like, if, if you don't, they just go. Yeah. So I think in the beginning, it was more of like a, yo, this is, you know, I got to get control of like this whole thing, myself, mm-hmm. stuff around, everything. Um, and it was like a dark spot for me. You know, I was headed in a very weird, it was in a very weird way, but felt like I was going even further, you know? Mm-hmm. So then, um, but then in the journey though, because it's been six years, yeah. so it's like six and a half really. But so it's like, um, eventually in there, then it was then it gets to a point where you you the fog has lifted enough for you to go, oh, I can be better. So like in the beginning, it was like more of a survival. I need to oh, figure okay. you know, this needs to this needs to. It's like make or break right now. 
and then eventually you get clear enough to like start realizing you know where the issues are how you can get better if you just keep on this in this in this direction um you know and it, it starts to be then you like start reaching for for more because it takes a while though. like because a lot of people will get will go you know sober for like a few months or something and then depending on how, like, how much you drink mm-hmm. you get like this thing where you're like oh well i should you feel like oh i'm so much but like i've talked to people that have reached out to me and they go like oh man i've been three months i feel so much better like and it's this and that and they're like hyped up on it and i don't want to like burst that bubble i'm like bro like you're not even like you got you have a ways to go yeah. before like that actually because you have to go through like all the things you know so like yes. in the first year of sobriety you go through 365 like firsts you know what yeah I mean? like, holidays like, first, like, holiday first, this, first that. yeah and then first argument first like sad moment mm-hmm. you got to go like take some time to really see how you deal with things sober you know yeah um you know not that people are drunk all the time but there's no i'm gonna have a drink later or maybe this weekend yeah. not, like there's no none of that um but yeah so i think that's really cool that 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 people like are into that and um i felt like i made a really strong decision to like lead with that you know forever mm-hmm. Because without it, like it wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't have the show or talking to you. I mean, it just wouldn't be. So, wouldn't yeah. Be Did you do you still um do you still use like techniques that that you learned when you got sober? Do you st- do you have to stay like really on top of things, or is it just like your normal life now? Um, well, it's like it's it's normal for me. It's it's normal life now. Um, but like I say that with like some respect to the fact, like, cause I started mm-hmm. going, I started with AA and I was going to right. AA for some time and then COVID happened. And then I used like, and then I used that excuse to like, not go to the meetings and stuff like yeah. that and it was for virtual. And I am like, I just don't get the same feeling. It's like going mm-hmm. to a therapist online, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, meanwhile, I do go, I do have a therapist online. So it's like, I, might <laughs> yeah. well, I have a coach online, a therapist online. I might as well start going to, you know, a meetings over zoom. Right. But, um it is more of a like a everyday it's like just life now for me and mm-hmm. and i and i love that but then at the same time i think that's dangerous too you know because not that not in the sense like of like one day soon i'm just gonna randomly pass by the liquor store and say today is the day you know right right but it's like um some of the things that that i learned is you know AA seems like it's like all about alcohol i mean it is obviously but it's for the most part, it's about the things that contribute to you needing, wanting, or whatever that drink all the time, you know, but like you do, you work through so many things that put you in a better position, you know, emotionally and and mentally that I think sometimes it's like some of the things I do, like some of my habits and defaults probably were like built when I was drinking, you know, like I still probably have some of the same, you know, chaotic things like, <laughs> and you know no routine like yeah you know what i mean like so i need i probably should do more on that side to can maintain that structure you know mm-hmm. yeah i think even like casual drinkers we like you could still slip into that like i know i did um if it was like stress if it was a, like a stressful day and i felt like i couldn't just like decompress 
Mm. And then you find yourself like having a drink at the end of the day. Like that's so easy to do. So then you're like not feeling things. Yeah. Um, And I, I think that's something like to that's easy to slip into. But what's interesting is like where I'm at in life. Um, I all of my friends were always like heavy drinkers. And this mm. is like leading into my next question for you. But um so anytime we got together, no, even if it was for like a kid's birthday party, yeah, there was yeah, always yeah. alcohol. Like, um, and I mean, but I mean, a kid's birthday <laughs> party, with, like, a kid's birthday party without alcohol is kind of like, ugh, right? You know? Yeah, they're yeah, a little what's going on here, right? Right. Um. So yeah. So it was interesting that um for our oldest daughter every year we've been throwing this like huge party. It's almost like an excuse to see friends we haven't seen in a while because Mm -hmm. our, our kids are, you know, similar ages and it turns out to this huge bash and everyone's drinking. And so this year, like we were talking about firsts, Mm -hmm. it was going to be the first time where I'm like, I am not going to drink. I'll get some stuff in this cooler for other people that want to, Mm-hmm. And as the day went on, I'm like, look at this cooler. I'm like, no one's really taking stuff. Like maybe they brought their own. Mm-hmm. Um, so I start like talking to people and they're like, oh yeah, I'm, I, I've stopped drinking. I'm like, oh. you too? Like it was yeah. the weirdest thing because nothing really happened to anybody. Yeah. And we just kind of all came to this thing like, mm, or some people just had one, you yeah. know? Um, so I think that made it easier for me to like, to know like, oh, I'm going to so-and-so's house. They're probably not drinking either. You know, I'm going to bring some extra seltzer, (laughs) but like, did your, did you have to have some like difficult, um, things where you're not friends with some people anymore? Um, I was, well, I've always had like a small friend group. Um, Mm -hmm. and I was, and I've, and I think because of like my, because of my alcoholism, uh, the way I went about it, um, I was definitely like more of a solo, like, like I would drink before I got to the party. So I wasn't, ha- so I didn't uh, have to yeah, yeah, yeah. At the party and look like that guy, you know, right. <laughs> so like it wasn't, you know, people knew obviously. So it wasn't like, you know, they didn't think I drank or whatever. I wasn't pulling any wool over anybody's eyes, but <laughs> I didn't necessarily like, I wasn't always out and about anyway. So I, I was able to handle a lot of it like at home you know yeah and, and um and my friends would and in the way that i jumped into it and i had to go to like a work conference like within two months of getting sober mm-hmm. and like work conferences aka professional drinker yes um, because that's all they do you know and i was very much worried about that for the first couple of months made it to that thing drank a ton of red bull would not advise but I had, right. <laughs> I mean, there's not a lot, you know, you don't want to go crazy here. Yeah. Um, but like, it was like at 2 a.m. I'm just like, oh, yeah. Like six Red Bulls in. It was like, yo, this is something got to give, right? You can have heart palpitations. Um, yeah. <laughs> even they, even the people at Red Bull would be like, yeah, probably not. Like, that's probably not right. what we're doing this for, you know? Right. Um, but it was like, you know, it was like, it was, I was able to, th- I threw myself into that really quickly. So then, then I would, but I was then able to be around people that mm-hmm. had a drink. So a lot of yeah. my friends were like, a few of my friends were like, yo, do you need me to not? I'm like, no, it's fine. You know? Yeah. And I was very okay with it being my decision, you know? And a lot right. of, and I understand there's a lot of people that need 
you know, every, you know, would like for people all around them to kind of like conform, you know, and like, Hey, help me out here, which is great. The support's mm -hmm. amazing. But at the same time, it's like, I think it's more sustainable if you're able to get through some of it, like knowing that this is your decision, you know, mm -hmm. like we, we, we all, we all say, Hey, I'm going to train them. I'm going to run a marathon, you know? Um, you don't, you don't like, hopefully you don't like tell everybody in the house, they got to get up at five. Right. Everybody right. has to come outside, you know? Yeah. So it's like some of these things that we, we get in the habit of like having other people do something, you know, for, mm -hmm. with us, for us, which is fine. But at the same time, it's like when they stop though, like, you know, where does that fall for you? Um, right. but to answer your question, no, I didn't like, I didn't have to lose any friends, you know? Um, yeah. I don't go out with them as much, you mm -hmm. know, as maybe I would have if I was like gonna go to a bar. But yeah. Yeah. Cool. This turned but into the this turned into a self-help podcast. I mean, that's fine <laughs> though. I, I need a lot of I need a lot of help. Um <laughs> same. But like I think but I think it's so cool, like back to like the elite thing, because it's like, you know, I've I've been lucky enough to be around like a few elite athletes here and there, you know, but watching you is funny because you're around like elite everything's you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah. it's not just like it's not just like yeah, I'm with this runner that runs it's like I'm yeah. with somebody that throws uh, a ball that weighs as much as a bowling ball apparently like a hundred yards or something you know whatever yeah. I don't even know what the, yeah is it like is it crazy number one and I think the answer is yes and number two like have you learned anything like from being around them so much as of late because mm -hmm. they're all like at the top of their game? Right. Yeah, it is crazy. And and that's one of the things like I actually had to go to um, I'll preface this by saying I actually had to go to therapy after the New York City Marathon. So that was in like 2021 or something, because all that press was happening. The my like people were recognizing me in public everywhere and I started to not know what was real and what wasn't and that freaked me out because I was like I I understand that I'm physically sitting here like mm -hmm. in a tv interview or something but I my brain like couldn't comprehend it and it didn't know like to me it seems like a big deal but is that a big deal and was that real or I don't know. It was just very weird. So once I like worked that out in my head, um, I feel like I could better realize like when I'm talking to this athlete, um, yes, this is crazy. Yes, this is a big deal. And it's wild that I got here and somebody let me out on this field to talk to them. <laughs> so that's the, the first answer. Um, and then the second answer, like in terms of what I've learned from them, um, number one, they are very kind people. I thought they would kind of, and this is like the imposter syndrome coming in, but I just thought they would really uh, look down on me like outwardly as okay. like, like I would be able to, to see them look at me and almost like eye roll like oh my god like, oh, what? Here we go. like she doesn't she can't run like she is not in shape she you know and 
what I noticed is like, they're just as fascinated at me. Cause like, I don't understand track and field. I can't run two laps around the track without my lungs burning. Um, and because for them, a lot of their lives, they're surrounded by their coaches or their teammates, which are also elite athletes and their friend group, you know, growing up was probably their teammates. And so they're not really around and interacting, especially at a track and field meet with someone like me. So I feel like the contrast there is what makes the content digestible in a way, because everyone's used to usually like sports broadcasters, they were at professional athletes themselves. And I was going to say that too. Yeah. Yeah. So we're used to seeing that type of interaction, a very knowledgeable person who used to do the sport asking this pro athlete who's currently very knowledgeable and doing the sport. Um, But we don't often see someone who's just a normal person, um, you know, interacting with these athletes. So I think it's, I'm able to show their personality more, Mm -hmm. um, which is one of the things I feel like, um, you know, I was never a track and field athlete, obviously Mm -hmm. I've never watched sports. Like I am not, I just started watching football after I filmed that video with Juju, the, Mm -hmm. um, it was like that sleep number ad. So I met him and at the time he was on the, what's the St. Louis team? (laughs) What uh Rams? Is it the no, oh, no, not St. Louis. Yeah. No, the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. The, um now he's on the Patriots. But um I'm like I, I, not I, now I'm like, wait a minute, St. Louis. I think it's Rams, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I said the wrong city. But um, so anyway, spending time with him, I would never have been interested in football. But then when I can turn on the TV and he was such a cool guy. And I could see him play. I was like, I'm actually interested in this now. So my point in saying that is like, if I can show how cool, for example, Chase Ely is, um, because she is like really just a really funny, awesome person and show that to my audience. A lot of them are now not just following her, but they're tuning into NBC because they know Chase is going to be throwing. And they want to see like real time how she's doing. So I feel like that's, uh, I don't know, just like an organic way to bring a new audience to the sport because everyone talks about like, oh, there's not enough people watching or there right. we need more people in these seats. Um, I think the strategy would be naturally to focus on people that aren't uh, exposed to track and field. No, no, I, I love it. And by the way, um, St. Louis Rams are not Los Angeles Rams. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for fact checking that. I and never the, and, fact check on my podcast. And and their um their preseason uh didn't go well. Um, oh. but I guess it's, <laughs> it's just a preseason, so it doesn't matter. But they did win their first game on September tenth, uh, thirty to thirteen. Well, shout out to shout out the in Rams. Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Rams. Los Angeles Rams. Um, yeah, their last season, their last preseason game, they lost forty-one to zero. Oh wow. So that just goes to show you guys if you if you are if you just lost forty one to zero doesn't mean you can't win the next game. Exactly. Just moral moral of the story. Moral of the story. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think that it's it's I think that I have that same. Um, you, I mean, no, number one, you do an amazing job um, on on 
on social and, and, and whatever broadcast we see you on, like on the field. And it brings like a different, especially when, like when it's after the, after they race and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think that the, you start, you're starting to kind of see more media lean into that a little bit more too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that one of the things that I like about having this show is that you now I just started running in 2018 mm-hmm. and talking to people that have been doing it their whole lives is, you know, you bring a different like curiosity to what's going on, but then also it's, you know, it, it you, you bring like a lightness to something that they, that's so heavy for them. Yeah. And I think sometimes like after races and things, you see a person that's, that's been a professional um, and now they're on air and the, the way that they ask this person questions that may or may not have just lived out their dreams. Mm-hmm. It's, you can see where it's like, it's so, it's so raw and real. Like yeah. they're just like having this, like, this is how we talk about a race after you don't do well, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I wouldn't be able to come to that because like, I'm like, I don't even care. You just ran, you know, wild fast. You know, what yeah, I mean? like yeah. I, I, could, I couldn't do that on my best day. But there's a different energy that you know someone like you brings to to them that I'm sure that they appreciate. You know, and then also they're probably fascinated with you because you know not only do you not know and all this other stuff, but you're you're there too. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, like like how they respect each other, even though someone that throws doesn't run, you know, a hundred meter. But they respect each other because they're there. Exactly. And you are also there. You know, so they're like, yeah, well, you that's did a something. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's here. actually a good way to look at it. I didn't, I never thought about that. Maybe that'll make it easier for me to like show up confidently instead of yeah. like, because a lot of times I am, you know, in the mix zone. If I have media credentials for an event, that mm-hmm. is not a chill place. No, I don't, yeah, yeah. The Being vibes, around other media. No. Yeah. No. Vibes are not good (laughs) yeah those are dealing with like dealing with like camp like being around camera people that are professional and people that are like that's their job to get that like get shots and stuff that's more intimidating and Mm -hmm. more aggressive than it is to deal with like the people that are doing it for like doing the sport for their for a living yeah yeah they're um they're not the nicest but there is like that pressure and it's very like, um, I don't know. You can't really do much else besides ask a boring question in there, you know, mm-hmm. because if you do ask like a, something fun or funny, they're all looking at you like, why yeah. did you just ask that? Like, get out of our way. We're here yeah. to ask serious questions. And what I noticed is people, once they start to recognize me in the line of like these other media, like serious people, they lighten up as soon as they get to me. Cause they're like, Oh, here we go. This is going to be like lighthearted fun. Mm, She's go. probably not even going to ask me how I did. Um, yeah. <laughs> so um, I feel like there is like a, a place for this type of, of um, I don't know, interview or something, but I think it's, you know, they're not used to that. And maybe it's like too, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't really know how to like summarize that, but yeah. um, I just, I just mean to say like the athletes do appreciate, I'm sure the coverage that they get from serious media and someone that's like 
going to kind of loosen the tense intensity a little bit. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, you probably like what they, with, with all media should do is just say like, okay, Aaron, can you like jump right in the middle here? You know? Right. (laughs) So we're going to do, we're going to like, you know, good cop, bad cop. You're just going to fire off random stuff. You say something like that gets them all easy. And then the next question is going to be like, (laughs) something crazy you know right like we could strategize we don't have to like compete against each other yeah i mean honestly like you know if you had a relaxed fun athlete you're probably gonna say something say a little bit more you know so what i think what i think our sales pitch should be so now now we are a team now good i I like that i have your name tattooed on my arm too so (laughs) who's Aaron? my daughter oh your daughter's name's Aaron. oh that's so cool exactly so i mean so yeah now that i got your name tatted already we're good um so what we're gonna do is we're gonna pitch we should have a sit-down interview in in norway oh norway yeah we're gonna go (laughs) we're gonna go to norway Uh and then we're gonna have a sit-down interview and the person that's gonna be sitting in between us is gonna be jakob ingerbritsen oh that's a good one right and we're just gonna like, and it's gonna be either it's gonna be the best interview that anyone's ever heard, uh-huh. or it's gonna be so awkward, right? Which I think is also good. Yeah, I think it would be. I think we'd get some stuff out out, out of him that uh that uh, most so. people probably can't. Yeah, because I thought about him like when we were talking about like the way that they people ask questions. Like all his interviews are always serious. Yeah, you know, and he's the one adding his sense of humor to it. Yeah, but it also comes off as like. <laughs> You know, because they're not asking a funny question and he sounds right. like chuckling, you know, yes. so I think he's probably a funny person. I think he'd be down. Yeah, I think we I think we got to figure this. Out. I mean, you're probably going to get the interview. So what I'm saying is you should interview. <laughs> you should put okay. you should interview him. But if, there if are, you happen to get another yeah. seat, I'll come. There are people that do intimidate me so much that when they have come down the media line, who, I actually who, who? step back. Who? Should I say? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Cause it's not like, it's not a bad, it's like, you know, it's saying, not a bad I thing. I just, they yeah. seem so superhuman to me that I am like, they do not, they don't want to waste time with me. It, okay. Okay, okay. Okay. So the first one is Shakari Richardson. Really? Yeah. She's, she's so, she's, she's just very, uh, I don't think would just want to, Play, talk to right? me i don't know why like yeah she no, is I like she, i, I feel know. like i feel like especially especially like in the last you know few months leading up to worlds i feel like she probably would have appreciated you yeah more, much more than she pre- she appreciated the other media that she encountered yeah well last year that was bad i would not have been mean to her like that yeah and then yeah. and but then but then you could see like she hit like rightfully so held that in all interviews until yes. after she felt like she accomplished what she wanted to and then yeah even in that week in budapest like you saw like from sunday to sunday she like totally like let go of some of the things that she like the 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 uh the protect like she kind of was protecting herself you know yes. and yeah. and I, but i feel i feel like a interview with i think i feel like that would be a funny one like a funny good quick light interview. yeah yeah. Don't step I, back. Don't step back next time. Okay. I'm not. I honestly wish I had media credentials in Budapest because I probably would have talked to her then. Because oh, she, right. you didn't have them then. 
Yeah. Um, okay. So I think, but before that, I just, I understood, I felt like it was very, she was validated in how she, that wasn't the right word. She was, in my opinion, right. Mm -hmm. Not like it matters what I think is right, but I no, was I mean, glad, we're, we're, I was glad that she was, here. I was glad that she was protecting herself yeah. and kind of standing up for herself by mm -hmm. how she was treated previously in the media. Yeah. Um, so I think because of that, I'm like, she's looking at me as media and she's going to be kind of mean to me, <laughs> but yeah. I'm, I'm not that media, I think is what I'm saying. So I didn't even yeah. want to like bother her by appearing as media. Right. No, but I after, that. Yeah. That. But after Budapest yeah. and she like just killed it there. And I feel like she did bring, not bring her guard down, but like was more willing to like open up and talk talk to media yeah. more i would yeah. have definitely like approached her if i could there um the other one is um ryan krauser really yeah because yeah. in <laughs> now i'm like saying specifics but um at the milrose games mm -hmm. the usatf person was asking the athletes if they would like to talk to me like with for a lighthearted interview like as they after their there um kind of before they went to the real media and um pretty much everyone said yes but he flat out said no and uh. i was like oh oh no he doesn't like me or blah 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 really well he might not like me but he could have just been like listen i just got to get to the through the media and i gotta go or something yeah like he yeah but i took well, I mean, it so personally i mean look at i, mean, I look, look at him look at him and put all him, put him in the put him in the ring light. Yeah, there right, you go. Right, put him in the ring. And that should and, be his that should be his Instagram profile picture if it's not. I think so. And honestly, um, not like I don't know if he would be listening to this right now, but if he was, I'm gonna post this part and tag him. Okay. If he was if he is listening right now, all I wanted to do, Ryan, <laughs> you were okay, you were wearing a cowboy hat, and all I wanted to ask you is is Ryan, can I get a yeehaw? And then and then he just says yeehaw. That's that was it, you know. That was and, it. And he, and he said no. It would have only taken like thirty seconds. I mean, it wouldn't even it's, that that it would have taken maybe five seconds, you know. Right, right. I mean, so, dude, you're the one wearing a cowboy hat. Let's. You're I mean, bringing. You're you're attracting me to you. Like you're you're standing out. I want to talk to that guy with the cowboy hat that breaks all the records. Right. But then I was I was gonna say like you know you're wearing a cowboy hat so like but I mean people that wear cowboy hats aren't necessarily like you know they don't say yeehaw they, like, they, they they all don't say yeehaw for sure <laughs> but then they all have like I mean that that's like a whole culture like that I mean if I saw a guy with a with a cowboy hat on like walking around like Metro Detroit area you know I'm not gonna necessarily go like oh yeah he's rooted in like the cowboy traditions you know what I mean. Uh -huh. Um, but I don't know where Ryan Krause is from, but I would assume that maybe like he takes that hat seriously. So he would or would not say yeehaw. I don't know. I don't know. Where is he? Where, let's figure out. Where, he's from Portland, Oregon. He's born in Portland, Oregon. Oh, okay. but he went to school in Austin, Texas. So in his maybe his formative years, he was around some cowboys. Okay. And, and I'm not talking about like football players. We're talking about like, you know, the ones that like. <laughs> right. Stuff, yeah. Right, right, right. So maybe that wouldn't be the appropriate question but 
But in my defense, he didn't know what question I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah, he had no idea. Well, I mean, maybe he was like, maybe he's like, look, I didn't brush my teeth this morning. I don't want to. I don't want to start laughing on camera. I might have oh, something. Okay. You don't know. Yeah. There's so yeah. many. There's so. Many. I'm not saying he doesn't brush his teeth. I'm the one without the morning. I'm the one that doesn't have a morning. You're the routine. one without the routine. Yeah. You know? So I'm just saying that like there's so many different reasons that this could happen. What if he Correct. was just like, I don't want to laugh because my coach said I can't laugh between this date and this date. Yes. What if he was on a what if he was on an elimination diet and laughing was one of those things? Exactly. There's so many reasons. And now I I understand that, but I'm still <laughs> too intimidated to ask Ryan Krauser a question. Okay. Um the other one, I mean I could just oh, keep going. Mi- okay. Okay. There's um, more. There's more. <laughs> yeah. I would say this one is no longer, but for a while, Noah Lyles was another one. He yeah. just he just um seemed like uh he he all business like yeah. let me get to let me win this race number 1 let me talk to the media let me build you know attention and hype around track and field and i feel like if he saw someone like me he would just be like what is this you mm-hmm. know um but the reason that I don't feel that way anymore is because I watched his, I don't know if you've seen his docu-series on Peacock. I did not yet. I swear I was oh. going to watch it. But it's good? Yeah, it's really good. I th- It's called Untitled. And I yeah. think, so the first part is out. I'm not sure about the second part. But um, you really get to know him through that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I realize, it makes you realize like, okay, he's a person. He wants mm-hmm. to get track and field out there. I'm a good way to do that. Like mm-hmm. for non typical yeah. track and field people, um. Yeah. So I think yeah, I wouldn't be intimidated. But those were my three for a while. I was like, when they would come through, I'm like, I'm not here. Just yeah, you guys, you do your big big things. <laughs> yeah, I I can see that though. Like I can see yeah. like, and then a lot of it probably too is like the magnitude of maybe not the person themselves, but like the magnitude of the moment. You know, like mm-hmm. for us you know, people that like kind of suffer with like, oh, maybe I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. Um, it's like that moment feels like I don't want to like mess that up. You know, Yeah, I don't want to make it a joke or, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, and they then, did like, not somehow, seem like, yeah. Yeah, it gets weird. And then it's like, then that's the end of the run. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And no, I hear that. I hear that. Like, if I was like in the, like, if I was, say, like, you know, at a pool somewhere like in 2008, and like mm-hmm. Michael Phelps after winning the eighth medal, I'm probably not going to ask him a question. I'm just going to say, I'm just actually, I got a, I got a random story. This is not supposed to be about me and Michael Phelps, but we were hanging out once, right? You and, and Michael uh, Phelps? No, we were just on the elevator together. So, oh, okay. Um, I was at this, uh, I was at this conference for work in the elevator at like 10, 10 30 p.m., right? Mm-hmm. In Florida. And it was a really nice hotel. And there was also, um a spa conference like not not spa like uh like go get your like uh facial and you know manicure Uh pedicure and steamer but like a like the spa like the like the world like you know like the thing like with water in it i think they call them yeah they call them like spa somethings right you know (laughs) (laughs) but it's like it's it's called like no like it's literally called spa masters like it's a spa masters conference or something right yeah, yeah, and yeah. so they were there at the same conference, the same situation, um, same hotel, but different conference. Right. Mm-hmm. And then so we, it's like three of us are getting onto this to this elevator. Yeah. You know, and we get on the elevator and it's 
three guys standing in the elevator already at the back of the elevator. Not like, oh, there's people coming on me back up. They are already against the wall, which is already kind of weird. Yeah. And then I'm and then I get on it was three of us get on the elevator, but then right before the elevator shuts, more people get on. So okay. I'm I back all the way up to the door in between the two guys, you know, okay. between two of the three. Yeah. And then I kind of look to my left and the guy's tall. So I'm like, I'm like five, six. So like everybody's tall. I like <laughs> yeah. look to the left up a little bit. And he like looks at me kind of down and he turns. He kind of like eye contacts me, puts his head down and kind of turns away slowly. Really oh. weird. Oh, because right? he's like, real, oh, he recognized me. Real weird. Right. And I'm like <laughs> this guy. And I look over <laughs> To the right, and there's the two other guys that look like mil- like military folks dressed in oh, normal normal clothes. Oh, like undercover security. Yeah, right? So I'm like, these guys look intense. He looked <laughs> yeah. like he was going to be seen. And then he had a man, like he had the man bun thing. Uh-huh. So I'm like, and then I start to get off, start to like think about it as right before we get off the elevator. This is Michael Phelps I'm standing next to. Yeah. Wow. And I had a moment where I could have just been that guy. Yeah. Like, bro, great job. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Man, you know, like, you know, can I get an autograph? Can I get a picture? I just left him alone because he didn't yeah. want to be seen, you know? Yes. Yeah. And I'm on an elevator with 10 other people now, you know, and yep. I don't want to be that guy for him. Yeah. But I missed my moment to get a selfie with Michael Phelps. Oh, you know what? Uh, that happens a lot at these events is mm-hmm. if I happen to be like, um at that athlete hotel or something um chances are you're gonna get in the elevator with an athlete so if if there's someone that i haven't worked with yet or interviewed or knows who i am i just just i look at my phone or i just say like hello like they're a normal person and but in my mind, I'm like, oh, my God, they just won this and they were at the Olympics or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're like in the zone. And the last thing I want to do is like bother them, you know, but there is that like, like decision you got to make. Like, oh, my God, Michael Phelps, you know, so many people, though. I mean, so many people just like don't look at them. I mean, they're people, obviously, but it's like they don't necessarily like they're like oh they're different because they like chose to do this lifestyle so like they this is they're they're they signed on for this mm. but like i mean the most i would do like let's just go back to like you know if i was at the pool in 2008 yeah. and he was yeah. like i happened to be getting on the pool elevator and he was down there too i would just be like good job bro and then yeah. like and then he probably would like who is this guy like <laughs> you know like that that's my interaction every time i've seen someone that's like popular you know, I and then they, I just say normal things to them and and try to go on about my life. You know, yeah. and maybe they remember me forever and go like that one guy who just said like "good job." Yeah, without, like who like, was he? Who was he probably he? thinks you're famous. I think that's why he looked at you. He was like, yeah. "Is that Tommy Runs?" I, I don't think he said that, but I think <laughs> what, I think what he might have said was like, "That guy was really cool. He must know people like me often, and maybe yeah. I should have known him." Yeah, because he didn't he didn't even make an because when's the last time someone saw Michael Phelps after that day at the pool? Yeah. And doesn't say hi, Michael Phelps. I'm the only one in the last 15 years. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He you know what, Michael? I know you're watching this right now. It was Um, me. It was it was Tommy. Now, you know, 
And now you know, and now you've met a famous person, Michael. And, and, and you missed your opportunity to get a selfie with Tommy. So that's on you, Michael. Maybe be more aware next time. The clout bump that he would get by <laughs> right. taking a picture of me. Exactly. Me. I mean, look, I mean, look, oh, go to Runner's World right now. Yeah. And I'm I'm with two of the coolest ladies in running, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. And and honestly, the only way that I could be outshined in that moment is by standing next to you two. Um, thank you so much for <laughs> thank you so much for using that picture. I'm just sad they spelled your name wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dang it. Because like, because if you Google, if you Google it, it won't pop up because it's, is that it's true? The other way. I mean, it's not. If I do, if you, if I, I mean, I feel like if you Google Tommy runs, like I.e., I don't think the, the the why would come up. I don't know. It yeah. just in my head. In my head, that's how it works. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's probably not true. Um, but yeah, so that was a really cool article. Like you got a whole like eighty-seven yeah. pages. That was really crazy to me because um, so I've done like interviews in the past for things kind of similar and it was just a phone conversation it and they asked me some questions and that that was that but this um was so involved like i've mm -hmm. never had some an experience like this to where it was multiple phone conversations they interviewed other people in my life like they call contacted them yeah. and she also showed up at my house to run with me and wrote about that. And it was almost like they try to make sure you are how you portray yourself. Okay. So if that, I don't know if that makes sense, but like, for example, I, uh, my videos show me a certain way. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of people's videos show them a certain way, but when you meet them in real life, they are like, not like that. Not that. Yeah. Right. They could portray themselves like super happy, go lucky, nice to yeah. everybody. But in real life, they're like, ew, who are you? Mm -hmm. You know, whatever. I hear about that a lot. And so I think like talking to other people in my life and meeting me in person, it's like a way to make sure that they are writing this article in like a really authentic way mm -hmm. and portraying you how you actually are mm -hmm. and i think it was very validating to me to see like through all of that the article was written like yes she is how she is in her videos <laughs> well i mean or or mm -hmm. you're super interesting and yeah. you've done so a bunch in the space and you're a rock star and so they just wanted to do as in depth of an interview as possible right yeah it was just it i didn't realize it was that big they didn't tell it's me not that. normally <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. yeah like it's, so that's what i'm saying it's not because they were like oh let me make let me see if she's who she is yeah, i guess you've done a great job and you deserve the credit and you deserve the attention so they're like hey we'll pull out all the stops for her to make right. sure she feels like we care about what she does yeah that's true maybe maybe that's it I'm I thought they were just—I thought they were just really investigating me. <laughs> <laughs> and then the imposter syndrome shows up again. It does. It's, yeah, like, it's, it's like never ending. It's like, oh, they're definitely trying to catch me in a lie here. And then you tell your kids, like, hey, if they ask you any questions, just <laughs> right? Them. Yeah, yeah. Say say it this way, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that uh, organized. To, so to what? What have you so like what in the in in the last couple of years? I mean, because it's been it seems like it's been like a 
a big blast. Like it's been whirlwind. a fun, fun whirlwind. It's been a big jump. Like you're, you're like picking up 10,000 followers a day on every account <laughs> that you have. Um, what's, what's one thing that you've, that's surprised you about this journey? And then also what's one thing that you've learned about yourself in this journey? I think one thing that surprised me about the journey was I always looked at social media as you have to be like the traditional um, like standard of beauty, you know, especially women like to be successful. Um, you have to look kind of a certain way and you have to be younger than like 30 and all these things and you have to be like super interesting and live in New York City and you know mm -hmm. like have have these exciting lives um so when I started making these videos I in my head I'm like this is not gonna get anywhere but the point of doing this is to like hopefully connect with another mom or someone who's out of shape and they're trying to also start running and we can kind of like I don't know, compare notes and just commiserate and like, why is this so hard? Um, and the fact that they went viral and just like continue to be successful is just always going to surprise me because social media is, I guess, is not what I thought that it was. Like, you don't need to be all those things to find an audience and build a community and have like this positive outcome from it. Um mm -hmm. And then what was the second question? Oh, something I learned about myself. Yourself, yeah. yeah. Something I learned about myself is um, I kind of had like this story that I told myself my whole life, which is I quit everything that I start. Like I've always done that to the point where it was, I don't know, something really annoying about myself. Like I just didn't like that about myself. And I, I think I had like shame surrounding that and it got really old. And so this running thing, once I realized like there's this mental health benefit to it and obviously physical health benefit, um, I really stuck with it. Even when I wanted to quit, I was like, don't be that person again. Like, yeah. you know, and the fact that I pushed through it, I ran three marathons and I'm still running, um, kind of, I learned about myself, like, I'm not that person that quits everything. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just something that I told myself. We all have these, like, quote, unquote, truths about ourselves that we have learned from other people in our lives about ourselves, or we told ourselves them. And mm -hmm. it's like important to challenge those and be like, is this an actual truth about myself? Or have mm -hmm. I just been playing this part? because this is what I thought of myself. That's beautiful. That's amazing. Um, yeah, that's, that's great. Because I think, uh, well, just to speak about like the, the, the surprise part about like, you not have to mean like a certain, certain type of person. Um, I think that's, that's one of the reasons why I appreciate your content. Um, Cause I don't necessarily like resonate with that part of it because, you know, mm -hmm. running has luckily just become, it just comes easy, not, not easy, but, Know, it looks like me. it's easy for you <laughs> right it, it's, it, it's definitely not but it's like it it just yeah. it's you know I, I i know i i'm very I, i'm not it's not lost on me that like it comes easier to me than other people mm -hmm. um and but then at the same time of being like a black creator in the space mm -hmm. it just it's like okay you, 
you're just proof, like you said, that you don't have to be in New York and look a certain way and be a certain type in this thing and talk a certain way. Like you can mm-hmm. do your thing um, and, and be wildly authentic, you know, and the more you are authentic, the better off you'll be, you know? Yes. Yeah. And, and then even in that journey, even if this didn't like just go crazy, like it has, there's always like this, um, um, like there's some content, you know, or yeah, there's some content and like in, in happiness in the fact that you're being, you know, hundred percent true yes. to yourself. Yeah. Um, and then the, all in the, the part about like always that you, you're not a, a quitter. Mm-hmm. I think like, I love that part because like, I, I feel like I've always had that thing where I did, or maybe not necessarily a quitter, but I never really tried my hardest at stuff. Mm-hmm. And I always kind of just got by, by like not doing not, you know, I could have done more. Mm-hmm. And I think running is really cool because so many of us have learned little things, if not big things about ourselves in the fact that we made it through a training block and made it through from the start to a finish line and yes. like didn't die. Maybe then hit every goal along the way, but like when, since when does anybody ever hit every goal along the way of anything? You know, right. it's just so many, it just, it, it showed me running showed me that, number one to be authentic because of this running this content part but then mm-hmm. two that like we can do crazy stuff as long as we're just like okay with just getting out there and doing it every day you right know? some days look uglier than others yeah what's your ultimate running goal like big big dream goal like you're always getting faster obviously mm-hmm. um you've run major marathons Mm-hmm. And uh, according to my Tommy Runs Tour shirt here, <laughs> we got merch. <laughs> yeah, um, you've run. Yeah, you've run a lot of marathons. You're getting faster. Like, what's what's your next um, goal? You're trying to hit. Um, I don't know. Like for like act like physically running, I don't really yeah. know. Like, I think it's just um, like that part. I'm okay with not really. I'm just want to be able to respond to like opportunities to go travel to different places and do cool things with with brands or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that that's really cool and I, I enjoy it. But then at the same time, I'm like also very aware that there's not a ton of black folks that travel to a bunch of places with brands and, and, and run marathons or go on top of a mountain and broadcast live, on, <laughs> yeah. you know? So like, I'm very aware that that is a, a, a cool thing for me to be able to do. And I'm in my hopes is that like that people watch what I'm what I get to do the in the same manner that they look at watch you and say, okay, well, that this one more one more uh it's like ounce of proof that that any that we all belong, you know? Um and because like social media can be just speaking as a black creator, it can be really weird because um you because you 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 know i'm not competing with anyone else obviously but then you see certain things just take off and it's like how did that happen you know and and you're kind of like it's maybe this space isn't for us you know maybe this isn't like a place for me you know and because it's it's um it it, you have this weird feeling that maybe this isn't going to work out because i don't look a certain way you know um but I, I love the like that I get the validation and 
validation, I guess is the right word from brands to say like, Hey, we, we see what you're doing and we appreciate it. Um, regardless whether I have like, you know, a hundred thousand followers or not, you know, it's like you, what I represent means something to myself, the people that I'm kind of representing a little bit, but then also it, you know, the brands in, in race directors care, you know what I mean? Yes. So I think, so to answer your question, I think that what my big long goal is to create, to continue to create whatever this platform that I'm creating to be able to get to a point where um, I can say and do things that like extreme, like that really matter and move like the needle for multiple people at a time. Yeah. I love that. I, you're saying you don't have a hundred thousand followers. What is your, I'm, oh. I'm, fact, I'm fact checking. Cause I feel like, I feel like you do have a hundred. No, I have, I have 11, I have right. 11.8, I have 11.8 thousand followers. So we're going to 10, we're going to 10 X that this year. Okay. Yeah. This year as in, as in between Before like January, cut it out. Okay. Anyway. So yeah. Imposter syndrome. Here we go again. <laughs> uh, I'm like, you say all of a sudden I got all uncomfortable and weird talking about it. Yeah. But, but I'm so confident. Like when it's about someone else, I'm like, okay. yes. You oh, should be it. at yeah. hundred. That this is what we're gonna yeah. do. Same but thing, if it's thing. me, I'm like, no, I'm gonna hide under this desk. <laughs> right. Somebody called me right now, like to ask for some advice on content. I'm like, oh yeah, you gotta do this. You know, you <laughs> exactly. Just, believe in yourself. Just be you. And then I get on my call, like, should I not be me? You know, <laughs> right? maybe for a day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I think that um, it's really cool. And then just you're a normal person, but just to like know you and like have like, you know, bumped into you on the street and like take a picture and like yeah. be able to add, like have you close enough where I can maybe ask you a question is really cool because it just, um, it, it also shows me again that like social media isn't maybe what we think it is. It has like the power to do much better and greater things than, than what we kind of use it for typically. Yeah. I think watching you too, like, well, online but also in real life like seeing you walking down the sidewalk with Kira D'Amato like so (laughs) chill like that was just to me that belonged I was like yes Mm -hmm. Tommy runs and Kira D'Amato like in my mind that makes sense because Mm -hmm. I feel like you are like becoming well known and obviously respected in in the space and like brands are noticing what you're doing and people just like want to throw their support in. Like, that's why, you know, I feel like um, people are coming on your podcast. Like people want to follow you. People are interested in what you're doing because it, I think it's like obvious that this space running content creator people in general, it's very, uh, people look the same. Mm -hmm. People are from the same backgrounds they do the same thing. They're professional runners or they're coaches or so to see someone like you, who's like kind of breaking barriers in a way and, and um, becoming like well-respected and known. It's like super exciting. Like we need more interesting people, guys. Come on. <laughs> Come on guys. Let's do something. Yeah. Um, no, no. I, I, yeah, I super appreciate that. And, um, and that's like, that's like part of my, you know, like why I just kind of like gave Michael Phelps like a little, like I got you, bro. Like, yeah. that's, like yeah. that's like, that's like, that's like me walking with Kira D'Amato down the street and like right. talking about like we, it took us, it took us so long to get two blocks with her. 
it was just ridiculous. Oh, because of the the people. We were trying to get something to eat. Yeah, we were trying to get something to eat before I had to go somewhere, which was funny. Like we're like we're trying to hurry to get somewhere before I have to go somewhere. And I like we literally sat down at this like restaurant, got the food, I got it to go. Said thank you so much. I'm sorry, I gotta go, and like left her sitting at the table. I mean, like that's that's how I play. Like that's how I play it. Like I try to make it seem like I'm the more you know established person. You are. I mean, define established, really. Yeah, you know, I mean, what's who the is definition? Who, who's Kira D'Amato, really? You know, right. I mean? When it comes down to it, <laughs> we love you, Kira. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, so she, I had her on the show and we got to, I think I was like, we got to like an hour and like almost 30 minutes. And she's like, uh, she's like, I'm like, wow, this might be the longest, a podcast, longest episode I've done. And she's like, I said it at like right around this time, 121. Uh-huh. And then she's like, oh, yeah, that's crazy. Well, if somebody else comes back on that goes any farther, then I have to come back on. Yeah. And then yeah. so she, like, proceeded to, like, somehow, like, hold, hold the conversation for, like, six more minutes to get it to, like, 128 or something. Oh, I love um, that. But um, so we're getting, we're getting, like, a little long, long here. I feel like somebody probably, if you're listening to this, you're, you know, you could be at, like, you know, mile 8, 10 or whatever of a long run. Hopefully you're having a really great time right now. And, um and enjoying this whole podcast. And I just want to say, Aaron, um, you, thank you so much for going on this journey of a, of a conversation with me. Thank you you. for bringing us, thank you for bringing us along though, like with your journey and sharing so much and being like you, because, you know, it is probably, it could be easy maybe to get to a point where you're at and then start like saying, okay, now I got to change or now I got to up a level or now I got to not be that anymore. Um, And you, you're not the same, you know, it's like, it's definitely different than in the beginning, but mm-hmm. it's like, you're evolving in a true way and we can see it. And that's why people like it. And that's why all the opportunities come. And, um, thanks for just showing us that that can be done and you're a rock star. And where do I see you? Where, where am I going to see you again? Like, are you going to any of the big races? Oh, first of all, thank you for saying all that nice, all those nice things. But, um, I was going to actually go to Chicago marathon, but that, is not going to happen, but I will be um, in New York City for that marathon in November, uh-huh. um, which I'm really looking forward to because I feel like that's such a perfect place to like see everybody in that's one it. weekend, basically. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, will you be there? Yeah, I will. So I, I, I'm going to be bringing five, five of the five of my friends with me too to run. So it'll oh, be six nice. weeks running with PR Project, which is my other show. Yes. Um, the PR projects plus a few friends are we're going to be coming with New Balance. So um, I'd love to like plan something, do something, you know, maybe whatever. If you think of anything crazy or you got any opportunities yeah. that I could jump in, that'd be that'd be that'd be great. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'll keep I'll keep in touch about that because I don't even know what I'm doing yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, that's how we roll. That's how we roll. Right. It's like, yeah, it's, it's not it's not it's not like a it's not like a month and a half away or anything. Right. The, it's like two um, months. It's like two months away, actually. I, think, I right. think. I mean, we will be recording an episode of of my podcast, not members mm-hmm. only. It would be fun to have you like hop on. I love that. I love because we like to have whenever we travel somewhere and we, we record a podcast episode, we like it to be like completely unhinged, chaotic. You don't know if someone's gonna jump in or and be a guest, or maybe we're like on the go and recording. So I think it would make the New York City episode 
add a little more pizzazz if Tommy runs pizzazz. Yeah, I yeah, I've, I've been. I mean, that's that's normally what people like the word that people use when they think of me. Like it's like word, word association is a, it's normally pizzazz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I think of. Man, I just realized you have three hundred and twenty-one thousand followers on Instagram. Do I? I thought it was three twenty. Three. Well, I mean, that's what I just said. You, you're gaining like ten thousand followers oh. a day. Three twenty-one thousand. You don't even wow. get. You have such a high number that there's no point. You don't get point anymore. Oh wow! I didn't think about that. Is that the case? I don't know. I just made that up. Yeah, because there's no like yours is eleven point eight. But has was it like ever three twenty point nine or is it just three twenty k? I don't think that there's. I don't think they do that. Oh no! Soon yeah. you'll be at a point. Soon you'll be at a point again, but it'll be one point. Oh, could you imagine that on Instagram? That would be crazy. Million? Yeah, That's I mean, crazy. I, it's crazy that you have three hundred twenty-one thousand followers. That's nuts. That is, and um, it's funny because I. It's like a, a trifecta. Like some people are there for the relatable running. Some people mm -hmm. are there for the like Aaron tries sports that she can't do. And mm -hmm. some of them are there for um, the shorts reviews. Like okay. people will come up to me in public and be like, oh, my gosh, I followed you for your shorts reviews. I'm like, I only do like four of those a year, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're just hanging on. So, right. so basically, what you're saying is you have a you, that was a nice little light flex. You have a hundred thousand followers for each of your categories. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. and you know, TikTok <laughs> is weird lately. Are you on TikTok? Yeah, barely. Okay, you should just I don't, cross post. I mean, but they say that's not you're not supposed to do that. You know? I do it. That's oh, exactly what I do. Okay, oh, <laughs> right, fine. All right, fine. Let me go post what I posted yesterday. <laughs> yeah, like I post, I have a video. I don't edit it in the apps. I edit yeah. it like in Premiere Pro. And then I post it on Instagram. And then I post it on TikTok. Yeah. And yeah. It, sometimes it does better on one platform than the other. But at least you're staying active on both. Okay, got it. Done. Yeah. So, now, so now I got TikTok. Mm -hmm. Got to wash my face. Got to do a nighttime routine, morning routine. Yeah. Go to AA meetings. Yeah. In person <laughs> be, or be Zoom. My, be, be myself. Yeah. Um, and, and 10x my follower count all yeah. in the next three months. Well, I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to help with that. I hope like me sharing the interview and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. yeah. And then us being in New York city together, yeah. sharing yeah. those. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay. on a mission. All right. Well, I'm <laughs> when you when you're on a mission, things seem to work out pretty well. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited for the for the journey. Speaking um, of like just to bring the no alcohol back in, did you notice when you quit drinking, weird, really positive, exciting stuff happened to you, like out of the blue all the time? I feel like this whole thing has been that, yeah. Right. It yeah. it's very like I tell people that and they don't like understand it and then they might stop drinking and be like you know months later like oh my god what you said i yeah. can't believe this one thing um yeah it's like i think it's i think it's i don't know what that is but i mean i guess i'm an energy person so mm -hmm. I, I think no matter how positive you are i'm not talking about positivity right i think they're like i think if you vibrational if you, energy is that what yeah, we're talking about? Yeah, yeah like like what like the how we interact with like each other on a different level and like yeah. you know the yeah. world around us and stuff 
Yeah. Um, but I, I think that it's like if you not not like shaming drinking at all, but like right. if, if you drink at a, to a certain level, like I think that you are just negatively impacting your energy, whether you're positive and outgoing and fun or not. And I think yes. that like the positive outgoing fun will get you places and things and open doors. But I think like once you let go of like low vibration, like things, mm-hmm. you know, whether you do them in private or not or whatever, I think that once you let those things go, it makes room for other energy. I th- you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, think that I you, absolutely know what you mean. Yeah. I think we have a certain number of somethings and yes, there's either going to be good or bad, either one. Yeah. And yeah. if you have less bad, you're going to have more good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. So uh, we're, we're high vibration energy right now and we're rolling with it. Things are happening. <laughs> yeah. I love that. But thank you so much for joining uh, the podcast and spending this much time with me and talking about all things, everything. Um, I'm sure that I'm going to end this episode in like, like, dang, I can't believe I didn't ask her any of the questions that I had wrote down. (laughs) Um, But um, we we love your journey. Thanks so much. Keep it up. All that good stuff. Thanks for wearing my Tommy Run shirt. Yeah. You look look amazing. (laughs) Represent. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. All right. No problem. Anytime. And I loved that episode. Um, If you've noticed, um, last few episodes have been more kind of conversational. Hopefully you like them. Let me, you know, drop me a, a DM on Instagram or like leave a comment. If you really love the new style of the show, just random conversations, having fun with people. Leave a comment on the show. Leave five stars. If you don't like it, don't leave a star. Don't leave a comment. Just message me directly. (laughs) I'd rather you tell me directly in person that I suck than say it like here. Um, So, yeah, have fun with that. Let me know if you need anything. (laughs) I don't even know what to say now. Um, Really love the conversation with Erin. She's a rock star. Hopefully we get to do more things in the future. Um, And she is inspiring because for all the reasons that I mentioned. So hopefully if you don't follow her, you start now and you enjoy that process. And if you do follow her already, hopefully you love this episode because we talked about maybe a few things maybe she hasn't talked about. And if she has, we talked about it in more detail. So love you guys. Run, eat, sleep, repeat. Peace out.